Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Products and or services which may be advertised during this program are not necessarily endorsed by the program. Prog Watch. Music that tells a story with your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog Squatch. Well, hello to all my friends out there in Progland, and welcome back to Prog Watch. This is Big Tony, your host, and I've got a very interesting program lined up for you. The subject of the program is Griffin, G-R-Y-P-H-O-N, one of the most fascinating bands ever to come out of the 1970s. Their sound prominently features unconventional, for rock music anyway, instruments such as crumb horns and bassoons, making them quite difficult to pigeonhole. At times, they were classified as progressive rock, progressive folk, folk rock, medieval folk rock, medieval progressive folk rock. Well, I may be exaggerating a bit, but you get the idea. Griffin are very different. A while back in season six, I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to speak with Dave Oberlay, one of the original members of Griffin, following the release of their comeback reunion album, Reinvention. Since then, the band have released another album called Get Out of My Father's Car, and Dave was kind enough to send me a copy. I figured it would be fun to catch up with him and hear a bit about the new album, his take on the state of things, and what the band have in mind for the future. Before I get into some of my chat with Dave and some stuff from the new album, I'm going to start off with some classic Griffin music from their previous albums. Remember, I covered a lot of their early stuff on the two programs I did in Season 6. They were Episodes 627 and 641 if you want to check them out. Let's start things off today with Double Dutch from Griffin's Midnight Mushrooms album and Lament from Red Queen to Griffin 3. Thank you. 
Again, that was Double Dutch from Griffin's Midnight Mushrooms album and Lament from Red Queen to Griffin 3. Both of those albums were released in 1974. Now let's listen to a bit of my recent chat with Dave Oberlay, founder member, drummer, and vocalist of the band. So uh, did COVID affect the way you made the, the latest record, uh, Get Out of My Father's Car, is the name of the record? It is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Typically Griffin. Um, it, it did and it didn't. Uh, we were very careful about who was in the studio at any particular time. Um, we were able to social distance pretty well. Um, and also, I mean, Graham's studio has, has really good air con. Um, there were never more than two of us in the studio at any one time. Um, it was difficult because, you know, as with most bands, it would be great to put the guitar, bass and drums down at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, couldn't really do that um so it was it, it was slightly more inconvenient shall we say um you know certainly from a field point of view um anybody who's a musician will know you know when you're recording something if you record on your own and then other people overdub on top or whatever the the feel can be changed slightly. Mm -hmm. so that was that was difficult uh for the most part we we tried to get uh, you know, most of the backing tracks down as much together as we could do. Uh, but of course, you know, it, it, it's difficult. We didn't want to flout the rules, but on the other hand, we had an album to get on with. So it was, it was difficult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, you, Brian Gulland and Graham Teller, you're back together again on this record. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think I asked last time, but, uh, what was it like to reconnect with them? on reinvention after so many years of not working together. Fantastic. Really. I mean, as you know, we got back together in 2009 and did right, for like a one-off gig, right? One -off gig uh, in London at the Queen Elizabeth hall, um, which was fantastic. Um, but the connection was still there. I think that's actually, uh, integral to, to relaunching anything, you know, a lot of bands, come back with the same problems that they had when they split up. I yeah. possibly didn't get on very well or, you know, that um, we didn't have that. That never happened. And I think because also everybody had gone off and done so many different things, you know, in their own right to come back together with that experience, but still have uh, the connectivity um, uh, um, and the synergy that we still have was fantastic because it, you know, it could have, it's, it's like with reinvention, we thought, right, let's do reinvention and see what happens. Um, because it was all very well thinking about making a new album and, and we had thought about it for a very long time, but, uh, to actually do it was another matter completely because, you know, coming back after such a long gap of 41 years, we really didn't have any idea whether anybody would still be interested. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, onto the new one. I mean, um, you said, uh, a minute ago, I think you said typical Griffin, but, uh, I think it, it's a <laughs> bit different from, uh, your previous work for sure. I mean, even, even when you, when you look at it, it's like the artwork is different from, you know, previous Griffin albums, I yeah. think. Yeah, we, we got the same guy to do it. In fact, a guy called John Herford. Um, 
who who it's very sympathetic i think to you know to the way we are and the way we work but i i think get out of my father's car sort of proves the point about griffin and and that is that i i still maintain if you were to play all the griffin albums to somebody who'd never heard griffin they would probably think it was by different bands and we've always prided ourselves on trying to do something completely and totally different to the last one um hence why it was called reinvention and get out right. of my this car is a reinvention of reinvention if you like yeah there's still uh crumb horns and bassoons and things yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, i mean yeah. right from the opening notes i mean uh, that the first track get out of my father's car is uh definitely uh it's a I thought it, you know, it was like, wow, this is really different. It's just, uh, you know, first listening, it was like, wow, this, I never heard them do anything like this before. No, no, it was, um, it was a very different, different direction. Um, but it was, it was done purposefully that that's why we did it because we wanted to start with that track to make the point that this is, this is a different Griffin, a new Griffin. Um, and as you know, you know, we've had quite a few members over the years. I think mm -hmm. in total, there's probably been nine now, nine or 10, something like that. But the original, um, three of the three of us, obviously Richard left, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, the three of us have, have sort of held together. And I think the composition has changed with everybody's experience as well as, as everybody's experienced different styles of music and played with different people and different bands. Um, everybody bought a bit of, of that into this album. Um, and it was nice having, you know, the new members. Andy Finden is a superb musician, fantastic player. Um, Rob Levy on bass. And, of course, Claire, um, Graham's daughter, has now taken over on violin and keyboard. So she is uh, Graham's daughter, you say? She is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask about her because yeah, obviously here we have our first female Griffin member. Yeah, Cla Claire yeah. Taylor. Exactly. So that's bucking the trend as well a bit. Right. Uh, but it's it's opened up a lot of uh, possibilities for us. Um, I think Claire's playing. It, it's a weird thing to say, uh, and I don't know whether your listeners would agree with something like that. But by bringing a female into a band. I think it's given us a, not a softer edge, but maybe a more emotional edge. Um, she's contributed a lot to this album, and her playing on it, I think, is fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, and we get to hear a female voice on the Griffin record, actually, also. Yeah. On exactly. a couple of tracks, right? Yep. Yeah, and, and again, as you probably, you know, if you think back, Vocals were quite sparse on most Griffin albums, yes. probably apart from Treason, which had a lot of, of vocals. Um, but um, Reinvention, not not quite so many. This has certainly got more more on it. Um, I really enjoyed the, the last track, Graham's um, Graham Graham's song. It was it was great to actually be able to sing a song that's in four four. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't leave a doubt all over the place. Um, as with most Griffin music, you know, it sort of sweeps you along and then suddenly flings you somewhere else. Uh, but with Parting Shot, it was just nice to just nice to sing uh, a ballad, really. Yeah. Again, something we haven't done 
Yeah, there did seem to be more vocals, I guess, uh, overall. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't like you were primarily the vocalist on most of the other records, correct? Yeah. And yeah, Brian, like- did, Brian did a fair bit, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's sort of, I, I always sort of tend to shy away from the idea of lead vocals because with, with Griffin, it doesn't always work like that. You know, the, whoever is, um, right for the song or right for that that particular section of it is the person who does it so um, you know it can vary brian does quite a bit okay um what else would you like to tell me about the record i you know ah well it's again as you've probably noticed it's quite a mix um a various subjects or whatever um funnily enough I, i i think uh, I love Rob's contribution, uh, Fourth Sahara. Um, I think it's got a really nice groove to it. And again, it's not something that Griffin has been particularly uh, famed for doing something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's a really nice piece and it works really well. Um, Andy's two pieces, um, I think, are very Griffin, or the arrangements are very Griffin. They're actually written uh, by his brother many, many, many years ago. Um, unfortunately, his brother died, but he decided to bring these particular pieces to life, um, almost as a tribute, I suppose, in a way. To yeah. his brother. And I think they, they both work really well. They have become Griffin um, in doing so. But I think the album as a whole uh, hangs together pretty well, really. Yeah, like I said, it was a bit of a departure, I thought. But, uh, yeah, I've listened to it a few times, and I appreciate you sending me the copy. It, it did finally arrive. I, I was yeah. really starting to think it was, and I thought, oh, oh this got lost, you know, because I checked, and you had mailed it, like, around uh, American Thanksgiving time, end of November. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was it was January, and I still didn't have it. I said, oh, well, I guess that one got lost to the Christmas rush or whatever you want to call it, you know. Yeah, but yeah we, we had up. a bit of a problem over here with Post. Uh, because Christmas over here was uh, was meant to be opened up. You know, everybody could get together for three or four days. Then all of a sudden the government decided, no, that wasn't going to happen. So they shut everything down. So everybody who was going to see somebody and give them a present suddenly went out and mailed it. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So the post office was buried under, uh, under these great mountains of parts. So it may have something to do with that as well i again it may be the same in, in the u.s i don't know that uh you know things were slowed down a bit but uh, maybe a little on both ends huh <laughs> yeah but you got it which is the main thing i did it looks great sounds great and yeah we really were so lucky uh to get another release in japan with it as well um through marquee records who released reinvention for us in japan are you big in japan <laughs> Aside from physically, I mean, yeah. Funnily enough, yes, actually, but mainly for Red Queen. Red Queen seems to be the album that that um, that made the most impact, I suppose, in in Japan. Um, although Reinvention's done pretty well, actually, I think we have been invited to go out and play in Tokyo, but. It's, at the moment, it's an impossibility. In fact, going out and playing anywhere is an impossibility, really. Um, yeah. We were thinking about the idea of doing a live streamed gig, 
um, which does seem to be the way a lot of bands are going at the moment. Um, and obviously, by doing that, you open yourself up to a worldwide audience. You know, you're not just limited to people in the UK or in Europe or whatever. It's America, it's Australia, it's Japan, it's all over the world. So we may still do that. But of course, we have this problem at the moment where we're not allowed to leave our homes effectively. So, um, you know, not unless you're going shopping for food or whatever. So to, to actually do that is, is an impossibility at the moment. It's something we're looking at seriously. A little revolution now and then is a healthy thing, don't you think? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now let's continue on with more classic Griffin music and some from their 2018 comeback album, Reinvention. First up is Rain Dance, title track from their 1975 release. After that, I'll go straight into Hampton Caught from the aforementioned Reinvention album. Thank you. 
Once again, that was Rain Dance, title track to Griffin's fourth studio album released in 1975, which was followed by Hampton Cott from their 2018 reunion and comeback album, Reinvention. Now here's some more of my chat with Dave Oberlay. I was talking to uh, a countryman of yours a few weeks ago. Uh, his name's Peter Jones. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Tiger Moth Tales. He actually joined Camel recently. He was... Uh, Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Peter Jones. I don't know him personally, but yeah, yeah I know Kevin, of course. He's a great guy and a really talented guy. But uh, his impression was he thinks that maybe a lot of the, like, he, he made a living playing music. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. blind, okay, and he doesn't want to be on benefits, as he said in, in the interview. And uh, he was making a nice, a decent living, you know, playing music in little clubs and things. So I guess he said yeah. they're kind of gentlemen's yeah. clubs or whatever he, he, however he referred to them he thinks maybe those places are going to be killed off by this whole thing what's what's your take on that as far as in your country you know do you think things are going to come back we're we're worried and one of the reasons we're worried is that um of course a lot of venues um may not be there when this is over which is probably pretty much what he was saying mm -hmm. um because they've had no audiences and they've had no income, um, a lot of them have been running on empty now for 11 months, nearly a year. Going on a year. Um, and of course, you know, we've got books, we've got gigs booked for November in the UK. But our problem, really, and I think everybody's problem, is that we don't even know if those venues are still going to be there at the time we get to doing the gigs. Um, some of them are, uh, are getting grants from the government and some of the uh, staff are being furloughed, i.e. they're getting a, a proportion of their monthly salary paid by the government. Um, however, you know, in terms of timescale, there's got to come a point where a lot of venue owners are probably going to say, look, we can't do this anymore. We can't. We can't keep it open because, big, of course, they're still paying their business rates and their rents on the on the buildings. Sure. Um, and heating. And, you know, you can't just shut the place up for nine months. So it's it's a really difficult one, actually, Tony. It's, it's not something I can I can see getting any easier. And, of course, wherever you've got large gatherings of people, you've got a problem um, because – audiences are gonna how, how do you socially distance an audience in a venue that seats a thousand people right where you can only sell 350 seats you're not you're not going to make any money out of it it's not even going to cover your overhead so right it's difficult for us and of course the other thing that's really difficult for us is that most bands make their uh, make their money from touring and gigging and selling sure. merchandise the gigs 
And of course, without gigs, we're not selling any merchandise and we're not getting any gig income. So at the moment, we're totally reliant on album sales, CD sales and downloads um, to keep things ticking over. So it's it's difficult. It's really difficult. We, we have friends um, who I know already have, have left the business. They've left the industry because they can't survive. They can't survive being a musician anymore. Uh, and it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But unfortunately, we are where we are, um, and that's it. So you mentioned Sorry, that's a bit depressing, by the way. No. To be, it's just how it is. We it are. Is, where we are. Yeah. So hopefully, if people hear this out there when they're listening to this, however many listen, <laughs> but, uh, you know they'll. Uh, think about buying buying yeah. the cd you know uh, please, please buy our album so we yeah. don't starve to death <laughs> yes but yeah yeah, yeah not, musicians. Quite, not quite that bad <laughs> <laughs> we you know we need to support you guys we do um oh absolutely i mean we're hugely grateful to anybody that buys the cds or whatever because it does keep things ticking over um we're much we're luckier than most bands um in that i think because we've got such a broad fan base um we're able to continue um, and even look forward to making a new album um there are already ideas beginning to float about nothing definite but you know we we need to be able to move on as well and i think having an album out at the moment particularly at this time um is is really good for us in terms of our profile um but you know also generally i think people People in, at times like this, people have been turning a lot more to music to keep them sane, to keep them amused and whatever that and films and gaming and, and all the rest of it. But I think music particularly is, is something that can carry people through things, you know, however bad things are. Um, and so from our point of view, we, we are very grateful that, that our, our fans and people are, are, are buying our music, definitely. Uh, yeah. But yes, you're right. It is, it is necessary, and it's necessary not just for us, for all bands. You know, right. I know everybody can't go out and buy every sing, single CD that comes right. out. But uh, I, you know, thanks to all the people that do, it's it's rather like live music. You know, we can't go out and do gigs if people don't turn up. We're reliant on people to to be there. So the second that we can get out and about again, I, I think it'll be like a tidal wave. Well, I'm hoping so. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about, you know, that maybe I'm hoping that once this is all, you know, we could pass this, there'll be almost like a a party atmosphere. You know, let's all go out. Let's all go see concerts. Let's all go yeah. to the movies. Let's, uh, let's yeah, do all these things we weren't able to do. Absolutely. Down to the beach again. And, uh, you know, all the, all the things that, that we are missing. It, it's also... You know, it's fine. You have Zoom, and you have you have all these, uh, you know, ways of of communicating with people and lots of people. It's not the same as I mean, it's ridiculous. I haven't I haven't seen my grandchildren now for four months, five months. Yeah, I want to hug my grandchildren. I, I want to hug yes. my. I want to go and play again. You know, it's it's just such a horrible, horrible situation. I had um, a grandson born. Right at the beginning of all this last year. Yeah, I saw. March. Actually, yeah, and yeah. he went, wow, did you? Thanks, man. <laughs> no, no, I, I, follow, I, you know, I follow you on Facebook as well. So, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I was because I'm I'm out I'm out working in this. I've been working through the whole thing. I work for an essential business, so you know I was I've been very leery to really interact very much with him. You know, which is a yeah. sad thing. I mean, I'm I'm I don't I'm afraid to hold him close and and yeah and, and play close. You know, yeah. I, I've seen him, but you know, I I've been a little bit shy. I don't want to be the person that would give him something that could you no. know. No, exactly. That, that's exactly the way I feel as well. Um, but, you know, we're, as I said, the vaccine is rolling out over here. Um, and hopefully, I'm, I mean, I'm 68 now, believe it or not. Um, so I'm in the sort of higher risk group, if you like. Anybody mm-hmm. over 65, whatever. Um, so I'm hoping that I'll get the vaccine within the next month or so. Um, at which point I will feel happier about having contact with people. But again, we've got to be careful because even once you've had the vaccine, there's nothing to say that you're not going to be asymptomatic and pass it on to somebody else. You might be immune to it yourself, but you still carry the virus. And that's what I hate about this is it's invisible. (laughs) People wandering around with huge sores all over their face or something like the plague. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. you to steer away from them, but you can't. You just don't know. Could be anybody. Could be one right. of your mates. Could be one of your own family. You know. So yeah, you're dead right. You're dead right. We need to be careful for a bit longer. Now that we've heard quite a bit about the new Griffin album in words, let's get into the music from the new album "Get Out of My Father's Car." This is the opening title track. Oh, 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 
Once again, that was the lead-off title track to the new Griffin album called Get Out of My Father's Car. Stay with me through this short break to hear more great music from the album and a bit more of my chat with Dave Oberlay. The vinyl may be gone. The album art may be a JPEG. Forever. So before we get back to Dave, let's listen to a few more from the new Griffin album. First up will be Sweet for 68, and that's S-U-I-T-E, which will be followed by Crumb Dancing, and that's K-R-U-M as in Crumb Horn. Thank you. 
What we just heard was Crumb Dancing, and before that it was Sweet for 68. Both of those tracks come from the new Griffin album, Get Out of My Father's Car, released late in 2020. Now let's hear a little more of my chat with Dave Oberlay. So uh, you did mention before, you know, you're, you guys are thinking of another record then. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just in the very early stages. Very early stages. But, you know, if you think about it, I mean, we've we've only just really, I think we finished working on uh, Get Out of My Father's Car in uh, August, August, September. So we needed a little time for it to, to settle, um, you know, and, and see where we're going to go next. Because... <laughs> Because we keep setting our own bar too high, you know. Now, now we've got to do something completely different again. Um, so, so uh, sort of creating your own challenge can can sometimes, uh, you know, shoot yourself in the foot. Really, so we have to be. I think we we need to continue to be as creative as we have been, if that makes sense. Sure, um, it does, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think certainly now we've come back. Reinvention put Griffin back into um, into the public eye and gave us gave us back the profile that had been missing for such a long time. Get out of my father's car. I think, judging by the reviews we've had and the airplay we're getting and, and everything else, that that people have have got that message and thought okay right well they are back so this album is different to the last one um and i I think i said it in one of the one of the interviews i did there are a lot of bands out there that will rely on a sound or a style of composition and consequently albums that they they produce can sound a little bit samey and i i would rather steer away from that completely and 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 stick with the inventive Griffin that I'm involved in. It's, it makes it more interesting. Everybody in the band is is certainly musically, or as far as being a musician is concerned, um, are very very good players, very high standard players. Uh, what that allows us to do is expand our horizons all the time um, with instrumentation as well. I think that's quite important. Yeah, we still use crumb horns and bassoon and, and whatever, and flute and recorder, which are you know not your average prog instruments, really. Right. Uh, but, right. <laughs> uh, you know, we have a, a great guitarist. We have a great bass player, a reasonably good drummer. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think that that is a great mix of of sound it's something violins and things in there too yeah 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 violin keyboard harmonium all sorts of stuff um what it allows us to do is is create textures in things that we do so you're not just hearing bass drums guitar and and keyboards and vocals you know we'll, we'll switch instrumentation within a piece things will change as you know things change pretty drastically with it's going somewhere and then it goes off somewhere else. But I think the people that like us like that. They like yeah. the idea that, you know, it, it's, we, we don't let them get bored. Let it put, let's put it that way. 
there's no chance to get bored listening to Griffin because you're never quite sure where you're going next. And yeah. neither are we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I was, I've uh, gravitated to certain bands like that and always admired bands that uh, could do different things and use different instrumentation. And, uh, you know, uh, even just play different styles of music, like uh, even like Led Zeppelin or the Beatles, you know, they, could, yeah. they did whatever they wanted. You know, it wasn't like, well, this is a formulaic. Uh, oh, like I, I, I kind of come back to Aerosmith sometimes because through the 90s, I think all their songs started to sound the same to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, where yeah. they just hit this formula and well, here's their latest power ballad, you know, or whatever. And yeah. uh, I got I bored suppose, with them, yeah. you know. I suppose that's what I meant. It's a it's a formula. We try yeah. not to stick to a formula. Well, you guys definitely do not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, really, but I hopefully it's a good thing. Well, you got thousands of people who like your Facebook who I, I guess probably think it's a good thing. You know, yeah. and uh, well, thousands of people that buy your records. So, well, yeah, it, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely in that camp myself. I, I always thought, you know, you guys had a very interesting sound, and uh, I always look forward to seeing where you're going next. And when you came back, it was like, wow, that's that was just a, uh, you know, unexpected, you know, out of the wow. After 40 years, these guys yeah. are back. Yeah, it's definitely well, worth a listen. You know, a, a lot of people saw us. When we toured the stage with yes and a lot of those people remember it really well you know the messages we get on facebook saying oh yeah yeah we saw you in madison wisconsin or we you know we saw you in new york or whatever uh, and they still remember and that oh, to that me 76 if, 70 yeah, somewhere in there if you remember a gig from that far back then it must have made an impression because i don't know about you i've been to see i've been to see loads and loads of bands and there are very few now that i can look back on and think that that was a you know a band that that, that really left a, an impression on me so yeah it's very flattering um, um, and quite humbling in a lot of ways actually well that's yeah that's good um yeah i didn't have too much else you know i don't want to take up your whole evening here oh, i'm fine yeah I'm, drinking, I'm just having a beer here quietly as well i noticed that's that's cool <laughs> <laughs> it, it certainly is. Well, there's, there's there's not much else to do at the moment, right? Yeah, so I've been known to enjoy a few beers uh, myself. I'm sure. sure it would be wonderful to have one with you one day, mate. I'll tell you, really. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I mean, Who the knows? thing is, it would be great for Griffin to come to America, but again, I mean, you, there are restrictions on the Brits coming to America at the moment. Right now, yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to be a little while, whatever happens, I think. But, yeah, hopefully but in we'll six months, and we'll see where things are. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hope we don't lose another whole year to this crap, though. Oh, God, so do I. Well, as I said, I think, you know, the, I think the damage to... It, it's not just the music industry, it's film. Oh, yeah. It's theatre. It's absolutely everything. Um, you know, if things don't happen soon, we're not going to have an entertainment industry, and... and that well, that's probably a bit drastic. No, there will be an entertainment industry, but I think it'll be um, a, a very small, much smaller version of what we have yeah. now. It'll be damaged for a while because everything. I've I've thought about this even with film, like you said. Yeah. You know, all those films that were made that couldn't be released to the theaters, and you know, 
a lot of money was spent making those films and they're not going to recoup it. So the companies that make films are going to have to go with more safe, more sure bets kind of things. You know, when, as things come out of this COVID, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, I think the, uh, the variety of stuff that's going to be available is, is going to suffer and you're going to, they're going to have to focus on things that are very sure to return a lot of money, you know, yeah. at least for the initial stages of the, yeah. the comeback, if you will. Well, I think you're dead right. I think that's exactly what's going to happen, um, which is, you know, in itself is, is a terrible thing because when that happens, you, you tend to find that creativity will get stifled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people won't be able to be creative because, the people that put on the gigs or, or run record companies or whatever need a return on their investment. So they're not, they're not going to back anything that's a, that's a bit out there. You know, they're they're going to want to stick to things that they know are surefire bets. So I hope you enjoyed listening in on my chat with Dave Oberlay from Griffin. He's a super nice guy and his band is definitely one of the more interesting ones to emerge from the 1970s and one which many people would never have expected to get back together in this century. But I'm definitely glad they did, and I hope you are too. Thanks to Dave Oberlay for participating, and I wish him the best of luck in the future. Hopefully the band can get back to gigging to support their great new record soon, and hopefully they'll be able to all get together to work on their new album. But don't you go anywhere just yet, because I have a great closing track from the new Griffin album called Parting Shot. Before that, here's my parting shots. Please remember to check out progwatch.com, P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com, where you can find all sorts of cool stuff, like links to featured artists' web pages, links to Rob Fisher's reviews on Progressive Discoveries Weeks, as well as all my social media links, my email, and ways to subscribe to the show. You can also listen to any episode I've ever done right there, search for any artist I've ever featured, and find a link to my Patreon page if you would like to support the show. So until next time, be well, support the artists in these tough times, and prog on, my friends. So here's the final track called Parting Shot from the new Griffin album, Get Out of My Father's Car. So true 
and trace the path anew.
Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow and then the days got worse and worse and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And they're coming to take me away, haha, they're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away, haha. You thought it was a joke and so you laughed, you laughed when I had said that losing you would make me flip my lid. Right? You know you laughed, I heard you laugh. You laughed, you laughed and laughed and then you left, but now you know I'm utterly mad. And they're coming to take me away, haha, they're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, to the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes and they're coming to take me away, I cooked your food, I cleaned your house, and this is how you pay me back for all my kind, unselfish, loving deeds. Ha! Well, you just wait, they'll find you yet, and when they do, they'll put you in the ASPCA, you mangy mutt. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha, to the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes, and they're coming to 